Love is alive. That's what we're calling this day because God is love and God sent his only son Jesus to die for us. A six-year-old went to the hospital with her mom and she excitedly ran ahead into grandpa's room saying, Grandpa, Grandpa, make a noise like a frog. Grandpa said, what? She said, yeah, because mom says as soon as you croak, we're all going to Disney World. (laughs) It's a good thing to leave an inheritance for people you love. That's nice. But can you imagine leaving an amazing inheritance for people who don't love you? That's what Jesus has done for us. Did you know that because we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, we were considered enemies of God. I know that sounds weird, but God's so altogether holy and loving that he cannot cohabitate with sin. And we sinned against him, but here's what it says in Romans 5. This is why Easter is such a joyful occasion for mankind. It says this, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we've been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, While we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Why did Jesus come to this earth? We've all sinned, separated from our Creator. This made us the enemies of God because sin wounds, hurt, steals, kills, destroys. And God's so altogether holy that he can't let sin come into his presence. He can't cohabitate with it. And now the dilemma, the creation that he loved, you and I separated from him because we went our own way to do our own thing. And all of us have sinned. We can't be close to him. You see, this is the deal. God is not only loving, but he's completely just. And with his justice comes the reality that sin must be punished because sin hurts others. The price for sin had to be paid. And the beauty of Easter and Resurrection Day, this day is Jesus Christ became the price for my sin and for yours. The penalty for our sin fell on him so it wouldn't fall on us. And here it is, so beautifully said in the scriptures in Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. So when they mocked him, when they beat him with their fists, when they forced that crown of thorns upon his head, when they lacerated his back with that whip, when they carried him 
And they made him carry that cross. He was deliberately giving his life. Deliberately. To save you and me. And when they drove those nails in his hands. When they pierced his side with that spear. When they cursed him and they hurled insults at him on the cross and said, If you're a savior, then save yourself. He resisted the temptation. The Bible said he could have called 10,000 angels. He could have put a circle of fire around that place and made everybody bow or burn. But he had a greater purpose. And that's that he had come to die for us. The punishment of sin, our sin, fell on him so that it would not have to fall on us. He paid the price. He reconciled us. He gave us that opportunity to come back to a holy, loving God. And when Jesus Christ said on that cross, it is finished, here's what it meant. Now you and I could come into the presence of a holy God and be reunited in love because of his grace and mercy. They laid him in the grave, but the grave couldn't hold him back because he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. And he rose again. The father raised him up to prove that he's the way, he's the truth, and he is the life. And now he's at the right hand of the father. That's what the Bible says. At the right hand of the father and his very presence makes intercession for you and I. Because when God looks at us, the Father, and says, there was sin there, Jesus says, but remember, Father, I paid the price for them. And the Father said, yes, it was my good pleasure to see you bruised so that they might be restored to me. John 3.16 says it this way. God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son so that whoever believes in him may not be lost but have eternal life. But God did not send his son into this world to judge the world guilty, but to save the world through him. Here's what it says in 1 John 1, 9. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ. Maybe Jesus isn't one that lives in your heart. You've not made him the Lord of your life. How do you do that? Here's what the Bible says. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all of our wickedness. He's the one who brings salvation. You can't be good enough. You can't be a good enough person in this life to make heaven your home. Because all of sin, the only way to be made right with God is to take his grace and his mercy offered through his son, Jesus Christ. Isn't that beautiful that no matter where you've been, no matter how many mistakes you've made, no matter how terrible you have sinned, that God, through his son, Jesus Christ, says today, I love you. I want you to come close to me. I want you to be saved. I want you to live forever in heaven with me. Some people think they've just made too many mistakes. God wouldn't want me. They're the kind of people that say, if I go into that church, the the walls might fall down. But the truth is, he wants you, and his grace is amazing. Have you ever heard the name Sam Houston? He was an instrumental leader in the formation of Texas in the fourth largest city of the United States, Houston. He was born in Virginia in 1793, and he lived a remarkable life before dying in 1863. He served in the military as a member of Congress, 
was a member of Congress, became a, a governor of Tennessee. He led the Republic of Texas Army as the ranking general. He was later elected to be the president of the Republic of Texas. So he was quite a man, but unfortunately he had a darker side that we don't hear about much. It included two failed marriages and heavy, heavy drinking. As a matter of fact, he lived with the Cherokee tribe for some time, spent a portion of his life around them, and they nicknamed him. The Indians nicknamed him the Big Drunk. And in 1840, he married his third wife. She was a, a young Baptist woman, 26 years younger than he was, Margaret Lee. And she wanted her husband to be saved. She prayed for salvation. She talked to him about Jesus, and he said, Man, I have just messed up too much. I've killed people. I've wounded others. I've hurt my own family members. I, I can't. He wouldn't want me. And she could not convince him to be saved because he thought he had done too much wrong and he wasn't good enough to be a Christian. He remembered that in his youth, though he'd been wild and sowed his oats, he went to a church and he wanted to be baptized and come to God, but the preacher told him that he wouldn't be allowed to because he just wasn't good enough. He wasn't there yet. And they refused to baptize him. And all his life long, he carried that thought, God really doesn't want me because I've messed up too much. But in 1854, after being married to Margaret and going to a Baptist church in Texas, he met a preacher named George Washington Baines. And Baines preached of God's grace. He let Houston and the whole congregation know that grace was not contingent upon one's past. So Houston finally got it into his head and he gratefully embraced Jesus Christ as his Savior. They took him out to baptize him later that year. And a preacher named R.C. Burleson in Independence, Texas put him under the water. And when he lifted him out of that river, Pastor Burleson said, Sam, your sins are washed away. And the 61-year-old Houston replied, I pity the fish downstream. <laughs> See, I, I, don't, I really don't know if people get it. I don't know if Christians can keep it fresh in our hearts and minds. He has set us free from ourselves. He has saved us from our sins. We deserved destruction, but his love came to rescue us, and love was Jesus Christ. Romans 3.24 says this, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Freely by his grace.